Hey guys, Kathleen Carnally here. I am psyched to be stepping into James chapter three today. So go grab your Bible, maybe a pencil, a notebook, and I will open us up in song. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your plans for me. Thank you for the change that's happening deep inside of me. Yeah, for I'm so grateful beyond words could say. Yeah, yeah. Here I am to thank you today. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Ooh, thank you for your plans for me. Thank you for your touch, ooh, and all that you've prepared for me, yeah. For I'm so grateful beyond the words could say, yeah, yeah. Here I am to thank you today. Thank you, Jesus, for your plans for us. Thank you for the change that you're doing inside of us, ministering to us your word by the power of your spirit. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's begin in James chapter 3, verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Whoa. So before we go any further, you might be asking, what does James mean by this? So first of all, we see that James is talking to his brethren. He's talking to the body of Christ. So this applies to us. And he says, be not many masters. Well, what does that mean, masters? So another word for masters would be teachers, having a place of authority, those that are in charge or have influence, which is pretty much a coveted position these days. Well, it doesn't come without its cost because we read on and it says, knowing that we, James is including himself here because he knows he is too in this category, shall receive the greater condemnation. Condemnation here meaning a greater judgment. Think of it this way. When we're lifted up, put on a platform, we're leading others. It's a higher calling. There is more to live up to. And the Bible says there is a greater judgment and accountability that comes with that. I'll be honest, guys. It's frustrating when I see people of great influence or fame that get upset because people are holding them to a high standard. It's because there is a higher standard. It comes with the territory. It's even instinctual for us to know this. Those that we honor in leadership, we expect a higher level of responsibility. Think of your bosses, your pastors, worship leaders, teachers, government officials, police, parents, presidents, influencers. Now in this specific context with James, he's addressing the brethren, the body of Christ. And remember, we just ended James chapter 2, which taught us faith without works is dead, and the incredible importance of being a hearer and doer of the word and how we're representing Jesus before people. And now we flow into this piece of scripture that says, be not many masters. Don't set yourself up as a leader, a teacher, an influencer without knowing the cost and the greater accountability that comes with it. I personally take great heed to this scripture as I should. 
And I want it to continue to cultivate a healthy fear of God in my life so that I will walk wisely before God and man. Jesus breaks it down like this in Matthew chapter 5, verse 19. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So those that break God's commandments and lead others to do the same, they shall be called least. But those that do and teach, and may I remind us that to do, you must be a hearer of the word first. So those that hear, do, and then teach to do also, those shall be called great in his kingdom. But then he breaks it down into a third category. And we read about that in verse 20. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Well, what's up with that group where they don't even enter in? First group enters in, they're the least. Second group enters in, they're the greatest. These guys don't even get to come in. So what is it about the way that they lead, that they teach? What are the scribes and the Pharisees doing that God sees is so serious? that God says, nope, they will in no wise enter in. Well, I think that's kind of important that we ought to know what it is that the Lord is not cool with. So let's look more into this. Let's see how they're teaching, what they're doing. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse 2, Jesus says, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. So Jesus is saying about the scribes and the Pharisees, they teach well, and what they are saying to do, that you should. However, do not follow their works. Verse 5 says, For all the works they do are to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries, and enlarge the borders of their garments, and love the uppermost rooms at feasts, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, doing works for show, are not fruits of righteousness. Which helps us understand what Jesus meant back in Matthew chapter 5 verse 20 why our righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. So let's break down a little more these three groups of leaders, teachers, influencers, because we need to apply this scripture in our lives and in our world right now, because the outcome can be great blessing or great consequence. So it's very important we understand this. So group number one says, hey, we can't keep up after the law. And They're fine with breaking God's commandments and leading others to do so. It's not a big deal. Well, should we follow this model? The end result is being least in the kingdom. But I will say one thing, praise God. They at least know their righteousness is in Christ. So that's good. They make it into the kingdom. So praise God for that. But unfortunately, they will suffer loss when their works go through the fire. Like we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 but they themselves will be saved. That is the goodness and mercy of God right there. 
Group two is doing God's word, not just a hearer, but a doer, and one who teaches others to do the same. Those that follow after this, the Bible says, will be great in the kingdom of heaven. And this is obviously the model that we want to follow after. And then we come to group three, those that teach the word or represent God or influence God's people, yet do it to be seen. They say the right things, they put out the right information, but their works are for self, that their name would be known. The Bible says they won't be found in the kingdom. I'll be honest, when I look at these three groups, it's the first group that seems like it's doing the least for God, right? And yet it's the third group that gets such harsh judgment. But we have to remember God sees the heart. I mean, group one, they obviously believe what they're saying. They're leading others in the same way they're leading themselves. So they're not hypocrites about it. But because of their lack of fear for God, they are behaving unwisely and leading others in an unwise manner. And they will pay a great cost. They will suffer loss because of it. But ultimately, their righteousness is still found in Christ. And they are relying on Him for salvation. Otherwise, it wouldn't say they're even in the kingdom. One of the big differences between group one and three is that group three, they know better. They know the scriptures. They know the word. They teach what God says. They lifted themselves up before the people and they stood for righteousness and led people by their words correctly, just like group two did. But these guys were hypocrites. And we know in scripture, Jesus deals the most sharply with this. God saw their motives. It's hard to tell between group two and group three sometimes because sometimes it looks and sounds the same. And like the Bible says, our heart can deceive us, but God doesn't miss a thing. We are bare before him. And I know this is a hard teaching, but if there was ever a time that it is so greatly needed is now when everyone wants to be an influencer, where everyone wants a platform. We must take heed and learn from these scriptures to search our own heart and repent if necessary. May we not be like the one who beholds his face in the mirror and then goes away forgetting what he saw. God's word is that mirror for us, that we can look at ourselves in the light of scripture. God gives us what we need at the exact time and moment and not just for our benefit, but also to share with others. It's Christ's love for us that he teaches us these things. It's James's love for the brethren that he warns against these things so that we would fear the Lord and walk wisely because we know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I leave you with this the last words that Jesus spoke before he left this earth and he ascended into heaven. In Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 18, Jesus says, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen.